Good morning and welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is bright and early and uh, me and Liam are here, half past ten. I've got to get on a train. I'm uh, back on film set Hooray, uh, this week, uh, filming The Hundreds of Auschwitz. So uh, I've still got the NUFC Matters show sorted. Me and Liam are doing this one. We've got uh, two tips there on tomorrow night doing his dream team and I should be back for Thursday night's live. It'll just be me and Super Mac John's having a week off. But Liam, how are you, mate? I'm really good. Um, I would love to say it was, you said bright and early. It's certainly not bright outside, is it? It's a, it's a horrendous day on Tyneside. Um, but yeah, no, really good. Uh, much earlier start for us today, but we'll just crack on with the questions. Before we do, I want to quickly mention just a little shout out. I promised I'd give somebody because I bumped into somebody at the weekend. He was one of the biggest fans of NUFC matters you'll ever come across. Uh, loves your show on Friday night. Loves the stuff with Gibbo. Um, and Super Mac as well, and obviously watches this show regular. So I said I'd give him a shout out. So here you are, Stephen Jackson. Uh, good to meet you at the weekend um, and enjoy the show. Yeah, enjoy it, uh, Stephen. Thank you very much for your kind comments, mate. And uh, good to, to hear that you enjoy uh, the show. It's always good to get the feedback. And um, yeah, it, it just makes up for all uh, the minor negativity that we, we tend to get every now and then. Plenty of questions, Liam. We're going to, have to try and get through as many of these as always yeah. as possible. And I'll try to make them as, as different as possible. Um, we'll take a few off Twitter as well, because we did put a shout out on the Twitter, not knowing that we would have uh, almost 100 people watching live. So big thank you to you who've made a, uh, an, you know, made a little time slot in your day to come and watch us live. Thank you very much. Uh, John was first in, so we'll give him the uh, the pleasure of the first question. ESM's our main, only, threat. Do you agree that to play him as a striker is a mistake? Running at defences from deep is his main strength. He cannot do this as a striker. And he also goes on to say, it's like last season during that period, we hardly won a point. Team selection's debatable. Tactics dubious. And the less said about the nonsensical Dwight Gale situation, the better. Um, I wouldn't say, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't say that's the biggest problem Newcastle United have had. I don't believe that Alan St. Maximin playing centrally is the worst selection decision that Steve Bruce has made. But by the same token, do I think he's better playing in his natural position? Of course I do. Um, I think I think he could play out on the left, I think, in this system. But I think... I think the return of Callum Wilson is almost certain to see him move out there, I would imagine. Um, but we'll probably not see that till after the international break. And fingers crossed it is Tottenham, but it sounds like it will be. So, yeah, I, I would agree to an extent. You want to play players in their natural position. But I think there's been some bad decisions made uh, with team selection this season. But I, I probably wouldn't, in my opinion, rank the Alan St. Maximin Central one as one of the worst. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Tom says, Liam, what's your thoughts on Simon Jordan saying that he thinks Mike Ashley is too busy to sack Bruce? I'm, I'm honestly, I'll, I'll say it again on here. I'm not interested in what Simon Jordan's got to say. I genuinely don't value the guy's opinion. Um, I don't value his. I think he's 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 just a he's clickbait for the radio. He's just a rent a gob who's who's made a pretty good career out of talking rubbish on Talk Sport. Uh, over-elaborating his words, trying to tie people in knots with his uh, ridiculous use of vocabulary. Yeah, I think he's pathetic. I think he's, I think he's embarrassing. So yeah. you, can see, you, can tell, you can tell what I think of him there. Yeah, um, it could be a T-shirt for uh, the food bank, that one. I think John from Q-Tech is <laughs> in the chat. Uh, Darren, uh, he says, Morning, Liam and Steve. Uh, with the ongoing Morning. battle between Newcastle and the EPL, are you surprised they have not cho uh, charged Newcastle with having... Uh, two number 19s on the pitch versus Wolves. Yeah, this was interesting. I mean, I didn't catch up with this until social media, but Manquillo, I think Manquillo um, yeah. and Fernandez obviously, we seem to have run out of shirts at the weekend. Yeah, it was totally bizarre. And in the current climate, really just underlined how much of a shambles the place looks, really. I think that's all I took from it. I'm not sure if it, look, it, it probably does. Um, break certain rules but I'm not sure if anything's happening on that front um, know what I wanted to really I mean you don't want you, you don't want the club to, to be brought into um, legal proceedings or anything like that or, or sanctioned at all for that because it probably was a case of just you know either putting the wrong shirt on or, or not having a spare which in itself is ridiculous yeah, it is. Uh, John, uh, we will give you another question. He goes, because it is a good one. Do you think it would be a good idea for Ashley to swap the rules of Bruce and Jones 
That way he could avoid compensation for Bruce and some sanity might return to our football. Now, that's interesting because Holly and I obviously were at the game on uh, Saturday and she came out on Sunday and, and suggested that maybe Graham Jones isn't all he's cracked up to be with, you know, with our poor display with set pieces so far. We we noticed that in pre-season that our set yeah. pieces were, were pretty poor, put it down to blowing the cobwebs out, having a bit of time off, etc. And Graham Jones, of course, being on a prolonged international duty. But ultimately, Liam... Our, our corners and free kicks are abysmal now. We can't yeah. beat the first man. And yeah, it would is that true. make any difference, do you think? I think I think Newcastle have gone from a team in three years. Um, forget all the, the Rafa comparisons, the defensive and the offensive comparisons, and personnel, etc. But they've gone from a team who regularly, for example, Jamal Lascelles, Kieran Clark, always chipped in with a couple of goals from corners every season. They do not look like scoring from set pieces at all at the moment. Now, you could say that's delivery. But I also think it's utterly clueless, the stuff they're doing. I actually thought the start of the year when Jones came in, it was one of the obvious things that they looked to, looked to have changed. They looked to be different, looked to be um, little tactics, little ploys, little, little points of difference with corners in particular. None of that now. It's just gone back to the usual lob it in, into the box and, and hit and hope, and it's rubbish. It's so easy to defend against. On Graham Jones, I'll go back to an article that I wrote. Um, I think it was pre-Brighton or maybe just after Brighton. We're doing exactly the same as things, same thing as Holly did uh, on Sunday, as you say. Um, calling the question, Graham Jones. If you if you call the question, Steve Bruce, and everybody lords Graham Jones for when things go right, when things aren't going well, you've also got to criticise Graham Jones and ask questions as to whether this is working and whether he's actually having as big an impact as everybody thinks. Um, look, I think I think Newcastle are better technically this season. I think there's been some poor decisions made. Where are the lines? They are very blurred at Newcastle United. My understanding was that Steve Bruce still picked the team and the personnel, whereas a lot of the training ground work is done by Graham Jones. Is there a clash there? Is there is there something that's not quite getting through? The relationship between the, the, the coaches seems to be really good um, from what I've heard. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And I think I think it's right to criticise Graham Jones when you see things aren't going well. But do I think, from going back to the question that John, I think it was John, put in. It was, yeah. Do I think that they should trade places? Absolutely not. The reason being is it would just add even more con confusion. If Steve Bruce is to be binned, he needs to go. He needs to be taken out of the club full stop. And if it, you couldn't have a manager step down and become some kind of, of number two or even be around the place, it would be like a bad smell. and um, would re be really, really bad for morale. Um, you need a clean break when you change managers, whether that's for good or bad. You have to have a clean break. And I think that's the only way forward um, would be a clean break. Do I see a clean break coming? I still think it's some way off. There are rumours out there, but I still think it's some way off. Yeah, I agree. John Noble uh, says, is Mike Ashley so worried about paying £3 million compensation to Steve Bruce and not worried about possibly losing £300 million from the takeover if we go down? I don't think... It, look, there's a lot of people going on and on about this money thing. I don't necessarily think it's only about the money. Of course, that's a factor. But what you've got to do is look at previous behaviours. Previous behaviours in Newcastle United, they do not sack managers on a whim. Mike Ashley's Newcastle United does not do that. Why would they suddenly start now? They stuck by Bruce when it was two wins in 21. It's no surprise that they're sticking by him with no wins in seven. I mean, it's just past behaviours. Analyse them and you'll see exactly what the, the idea is. It's not a hard thing, but I don't know what it is when you castle fans. We get so jumpy about this kind of thing, but take a step back and think, are the club doing what they usually do? Absolutely. Do I agree with it? Not at all. But... They're not. They're not changing. You know, they're not changing their approach. They're just doing what they normally do. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's just a strange situation. We are once again in Groundhog Day, and and it's it's frightening. It really is. Yeah. Tom Dixon says, uh, Liam, is there any news yet on how long, uh, how long Joe Willock will be out for? Of course, we saw uh, Joe go down, and then he tried to get back up, tried to play on, but then uh, ultimately was. Uh, left uh, with no option but to go off. Uh, yeah. Disappointing to see, but he hasn't been firing at all cylinders. Probably had his best game of the season. It has to be said at Watford um, when he wasn't expected to play, but uh, it seems as if he's had a setback. Uh, I think the suggestion is he's probably going to be all right after the international break, but but again, it's not one that I've had a, an immediate update on this week or anything. So, but that was the initial prognosis that it was only it was a, 
a one that would probably see him out for the international break and no longer. But we'll have to wait and see on that one, unfortunately. Belly, uh, he says Newcastle need to uh, bring in a couple of free agents and freshen up the team. If they did this, hopefully some of the old players might improve and try and save their spot in the team. I mean, yeah, there isn't much strength in depth, Liam. Um, but of course, they can't, they can't of course, do that. Yeah, you're right. And, and of course, in what we do have, hopefully, um, you know, we're led to believe by the press reports is that we will have players returning for the Spurs game. You've already mentioned Wilson. Uh, Lascelles is, is penciled in for that game as well, as is. Um, one or two others. Dubravka has been mentioned as a possibility. You've just said Willock should be hopefully okay to return. And of course, uh, the one man who divides opinion amongst the support as the man who can pass a ball, John Joe Shelby. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think in the previous system, he was a big miss. Um, in this current system, would he be as big a miss? I'm not 100% sure on that one. Um, but on the free agents thing, it's something you just rule that one out your head. It's it's absolutely impossible. And you casting it to have a full quarter in the 25-man Premier League squad. They cannot sign anybody and bring them in and play them. OK, Phil on Twitter, he says, uh, Hi, Steve and Liam. Um, Bruce is, he's quite sure Bruce is going nowhere and will remain in charge. He says, but what needs to happen on or off the pitch for that to change? And Bruce to be given his P45. He says, it must be a breaking point, even with compensation. I know I've touched on that a little bit, but let's just... Let's hypothetically say that we lose the next three games. Um, and I've seen one journalist already say that that's potentially uh, the next milestone. That if he loses the next three, he's out. We saw that in the last the last four games and he's still here. Uh, what what does have to happen, Liam, in your mindset? If we lose the next three, could he be facing the sack? I think the pressure will go up and there'll be a lot more questions asked and there might be some more of the, the behind-closed-doors meetings and words had, but I still don't think he loses his job. But that's just my opinion on on the the things that are here um, and the behaviours of Newcastle United. I, I don't I don't believe he's as close as a lot of people seem to think he is. If he if he is close, it's more coming from Steve Bruce's side than it is coming from um, the club's side. That would be mm -hmm. my understanding of it. Okay, Martin McGuinness uh, from Belfast. Uh, good morning. He says, Steve, a question that's been challenging me recently as I enter my 47th year as a Newcastle supporter, 10 years more than me. Nothing ever seems to change. So the question is this, where does Liam honestly believe the club will be in three years' time? Some question. Um... <laughs> it is when you're not prepared. Uh, three years' time. Look, there's a number of answers that we give. I mean, hand on heart, probably floating along in the same kind of position. Probably. Mm. Does that mean that? Does that mean that's what I want? No. I'll add, and and I hope that things can change for the positive. They could easily change for the negative, but I'd suggest that that probably floating along in this mid-table, mid lower mid-table malaise, probably continuing. Okay, um, my answer to that would be. If there's a takeover, we'll be challenging Rafa Benitez for Europe. And if there's not a takeover, we'll be in the championship. Hoping not to go down. That's me honest opinion. That's how I feel anyway. Ian Hull, he says, uh, Tarantino or Scorsese, Liam? Scorsese. Absolutely. Yeah. Scorsese for me, I'm afraid as well. And Big P, um, not sure why he thinks you're an expert on this. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't order it as a snack. Nah, it's not a sandwich, is it? Is it? Uh, <laughs> I would say no. It's a hot dog. Um, it's, it's a good one, though. I mean, hey. you've got its own little section. Like, is it a hot dog? Like, like a burger, I suppose, is a sandwich. But is you wouldn't you wouldn't say I'm going to order a burger sandwich, would you? No, no. I, I, well, no, you wouldn't. You're right. <laughs> I've never thought of it. It's a good one, Big P. You've got us. You've got us a bit. Uh, flummoxed on that one, like um, we'll, we might have to do a whole, sh a whole show on that. Uh, Stephen says, Hi, Steve. How confident are you that the Saudis can provide the appropriate evidence that PIF and the Saudi state are separate? Um, it's a good question, Stephen, because that really does, you know, when you when you clear all the you know all the, the mess away around this, that really still seems to be the issue. Um, but don't forget that the Saudis sent somebody. Um, you know, across to the Premier League to show them the paperwork that proved exactly that. So why are we still, months later, still faffing around with this? Um, I thought the cap case, and I've mentioned this on other shows, you know, the hearing that we saw to see whether the cap case can go ahead, 
I felt it was a massive positive. And I still haven't changed on that. I thought it was good, but I'm still not going to be cracking the cans open, doing dances in, on the table, celebrating a potential takeover, because we've been down that road before. And I'm certainly not going to start waxing lyrical about a takeover happening when my gut feeling still feels that the Premier League will pull a cat out the bag. I don't know, something out the bag or a rabbit out the hat, which is going to, you know, for want of a better expression, piss on our chips. Uh, but let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Let's just concentrate, unfortunately, on the football and see where, where this legal stuff gets us. But at, at the moment, um, you know, I, I am still not competent. But let's see what happens. And, and I can't give you any reason. It's a good instinct. It's just how I feel. Uh, Stu Taylor, well, we'll take this last one off Twitter for now. He says, why are the club using false economy to save money, Liam? Whatever the payoff, Bruce is, uh, will, uh, will be less than the money's due, uh, lost due to relegation. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, we've touched on that, it's, Liam. It's the money. Like, I think everybody's everybody's really honing in on the money idea as if he's penny pinching that kind of thing. Of course, he does do that. I don't think this is just purely a money decision. I don't b- believe it's purely a money decision. I think, yeah, that, okay. I think just, if you look at that previous, the way that they act in the 15 years, nearly 15 years, this is yeah. par for the course. This is what they do. They stuck by they stuck by Pardew through thick and thin when it was pretty thin at times. They stuck through stuck with Steve McLaren far longer than they ever should have. They stuck with um, John Carver when it was an absolute disaster for yeah. that that sort of period. That's what they do, and I would suspect they'll continue to do that because they stuck by Steve Bruce once already this year. One thing I would say, a caveat on that is, if it continues to unravel, you said three games, Steve. Let's say it's seven or eight games, and we're and we're really look scaring down the barrel. Because if Newcastle don't pick up any points in October and November, December is absolutely horrendous. By the way, it's a shocking run of fixtures. Yeah, so if Newcastle United, if Newcastle United are in the bottom three going into December, they're going to be in big trouble coming out of January. Um, and I think that's probably the time, more likely a time frame where you'd look at it, and, and there might be change in and around Christmas time. Rich Story, good morning. He's from Loaded Mag. Give the guys a subscription. They're heading towards a thousand, and they've had some cracking shows on uh, in the last uh, seven days. Uh, the interview with Youssef, uh, I thought was fascinating. Um, I don't know the guy, uh, but I did in- enjoy listening to what he had to say. Uh, I find it bizarre in-, in a lot of ways how you know this roller coaster ride of the non takeover as it is at the minute has has got many people you know. Questioning themselves, questioning their beliefs. And I thought I thought that was a brilliant interview. Uh, well worth a watch unloaded. Rich says, thoughts on Steve Bruce being on holiday again. I wish it could be a permanent one. Now, look, there's a photo doing the rounds. It could be anybody. I've got to be honest. It's from such a distance. I don't think, I don't know. I've retweeted it for people to have a look. Uh, I'm not sure that's Steve Bruce. And I think he's learned his lesson, uh, to be honest. Uh, but um, if he is on holiday... <laughs> Um, you know, it, it's not sending the rest of the right message out, but let's let's categorically state here: we do not know if Steve Bruce is sunning it up again. But if he is, surely to God, he's learned his lesson. Liam. He's not doing that again. I don't think he is. No, uh, I don't. I, that's my understanding. Is I don't think he is. But it would be an absolute. It, it would be horrific. It'd be such a bad look if he was. Um, I think it would be a short holiday because I think the understanding is that that it's going to be a, a pretty full-on international break. And they're going to continue virtually all the way through with a few days, maybe in between. Um, that was a suggestion I think that he gave to to the press who were there at Wolves on on Saturday. So I would suspect he'll um, he'll continue with that. Okay, Graham says, "What if the jurisdiction uh, does not go our way? Do you think the Premier League have been exposed enough, Liam?" It, it, I, ultimately, I'll be absolutely honest on this. Like we can get all we can get all. Um, you know, broad brush on it, saying I want the Premier League this, I want him heads to roll, I want this, that and the other, I want him to be held accountable. I'll be If you roll it all back, I don't really care who's held accountable. I don't care who's held accountable. I just think they need to go back to our takeover and follow the rules that they set, um, take in and actually read and, and uh, apply evidence that's been given to them and roll back on some decisions that were made um, under influence and just do the right thing. That's all I want. If heads don't roll and you're casting it get a takeover, I won't care. Yeah, I agree, mate, as well. The whole takeover thing is, you know, what we're all focused on. And we just want that takeover, I think. Mad Marks says, uh, Ashley is 
all consumed by the takeover, would rather pay tens of millions in legal fees than pay a few million to get rid of Bruce to give this club a fighting chance of staying in the Premier League. Mad Mark, don't forget, mate, he's not playing with his money. That's the that's the difference. The legal fees, and you know, I don't know what the legal fees are for, for Nick DeMarco and co. But don't forget he had 17 million off the consortium. 17 million pounds. I'm sure that goes uh way beyond covering the legal fees and probably gets him a few extra uh few extra sets of trainers uh, to sell in his in his shops. So he's not spending his own money. That's what we've got to remember. Demarco's fee, fee, I think, was probably a, a sports direct mug and a black and white tie, I think. Something like and some bread it? and some bread and a, a, set, <laughs> bread of new, a set of new knives. Uh, Cormac says, Morning, Steve. Can you ask Liam, has he heard any whispers from the cat case, whether it's gone in our favour or when a decision is going to be made? I've got to say, and bless him, I, I do I do get on with Burnsy. Um, he was on our thing before your tweet campaign, as everybody knows. And look, he, he was brave enough to come on that show. Mouth of the time is, is, is his account. Uh, he's put something up today about the cat case. Um, I'm led to believe that's not true. Um, so whatever Burnsy's put up about that today on Mouth of the Tain, I'm led to believe it's not true. So um, I, I doubt you've heard any whispers from this, Liam, have you? No, I haven't. And I think that's that's to be expected. There'll be no whispers coming out of uh, the Competition Appeal Tribunal. Could there be from other sources? I've, I'm going to be honest, I've not checked. I, I suspect we'll get some kind of decision. I didn't, um, I didn't think it sounded like, and I know it could be me just praying on, you know, semantics of what was said, but the judge, uh, sorry, the, the, the chair of the hearing to me sounded like somebody who wasn't uh, going to hang around, sounded like somebody who would, would make a relatively swift decision on this, um, didn't like the idea of delays. So so using that, I would suggest that there will be a decision soon, but again, that's pure guesswork on my behalf. Yeah, exactly. So uh, wait and see. Uh, that's what we've got to say. Uh, Tune Tips that says, when's my interview? <laughs> I've just seen your DM. I'll, I'll, I'll drop you a message. All oh, right, okay. That, that should be interesting. Uh, is it about our mum and our dad? I don't know. He's just, uh, he, I don't know. He's just, he's messaging about this job thing that I put up last night. <laughs> I don't think he's serious. Apologies if you are actually serious. I'm not ready to DM yet, but <laughs> hey, might be. You never know. Hey, he's good. He's, he's, he's got a face for radio. I mean, uh, television. <laughs> Terry Armstrong says, morning, lads. How was it last season when we won? Jones got the credit. Now we're losing all Bruce's fault and people talk, uh, talking of Jones taking over. We know Bruce isn't running this team. Yeah, I mean, Terry, we did we did touch on that a little bit earlier. Um, and, you know, I, I hope you caught that. Uh, good, uh, good morning. This is the fake Paddy Conroy account. Good evening. Uh, good morning. And whatever it is, wherever you are, mate, good to have you on. And uh, I saw your input the other night. It was pretty good, actually. Uh, Tom says, uh, Liam, where do you think Newcastle will get their first win from? Good God. Um, can you Tottenham. give us the lottery numbers while you're on? Tottenham. No. Yes. That's going to be the MSN headline. Uh, journalist predicts Tottenham is uh, the, <laughs> Bruce's first win. I can see it now. I'm still getting them emails about you. Good record against Tottenham, man. Good record against Tottenham, although let it slip in recent years a little bit, but always have a good game against them and I think we'll get a result against them. I think we can beat them at home. Yeah, Morning, Keith. It is an early one today, mate. It is. Uh, we've uh, got things to do, places to see. And uh, I think we're both going to have to build an arc as well and get yeah. things in two by two. Just don't get Mackham's in two by two. Uh, Scott says, uh, go on, Liam, lad, on Simon Jordan. He's just a mouthpiece. And uh, Anthony says, uh, our centre-backs are slower than an asthmatic sloth with a moon boot on. <laughs> Against Liverpool, etc. we will get annihilated. Yeah, absolutely yeah, I did, right. Yeah. I did watch those. I did watch Liverpool Man City and I... I I've got to be honest, like you're, you're watching that going. And in fact, I watched Crystal Palace Leicester, Liam, and I thought, God, oh, mate, we're, we're going to get murdered off them. Yeah, I've seen it as well. I've seen that. I've seen both games, uh, bits and bobs, on on Sunday afternoon, and and it's like football from a different planet compared to the type of stuff that that uh, we're producing or Watford or or the teams in and around that. We've played most of the teams who finish in and around with Southampton, possibly Leeds because they're so erratic. Um, we'll play Watford. The only one we haven't played is Norwich. Um, but we're in that little group. That's where we are. We're in that little group of about five or six. Um, Burnley, another one. Um, we're nowhere near. We're light years ahead of teams in the middle of the division, never mind uh, teams at the top. Yeah. Okay. Big shout out, as always, to our sponsors. Thank you to Spider VPN. Google Spider VPN. Maybe uh, Mark Zuckerberg could do with this at uh, Facebook after last night's outage. Uh, Google Spider VPN. They come up at the top of your search list. They can help you with all your internet issues and protect. 
uh, your ports on your computer. Very, very important in this day and age with cyber fraud, etc. So they are the boys to trust. Big shout out to skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800 2545 2523. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Also, thanks to LNG Family Funeral Directors. 0191-389-7245. And to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Wallsend, Newcastle. And uh, they also run our website, nufcmatters.com. Thanks to John at Jab Signature, who's got a busy week this week uh, with the launch of his new brand. Uh, good luck to you, John. Thanks for making our flyers. If you are a first-time visitor to the show, please click Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and subscribe. Another 100 subscribers in the last two days. Wow, we're up to 42,400. Remarkable. Hit the thumbs up to like the video. Click share to share to your social media. Drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans or to get a comment on screen. We'll try to get through as many of them as possible. And uh, we're also available as a podcast on all your podcast providers, including iTunes and Spotify. Just a quick shout-out for the gigs we've got coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, an evening with Gavin Peacock. Uh, 29th of October at the Tyneside Irish Centre. And then we've got uh, our Christmas event, which was postponed last year, uh, with Super Mac and Gibbo doing the talking on the 19th of November. And then an evening with Peter Beardsley on Friday, November the 26th, again at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets for all three events are available in the shop section at www.newcastlelegends.com. Also, a couple of events coming up, which I am comparing a night with Rob Lee, uh, Thursday, the 28th of October. Tickets for that one from www.laurelswhitley.co.uk. Ticket price range for that is between 15 and £35. And then another event for the Food Bank, Thursday, the 9th of December. Me and Malcolm will be down at Bobix, the old um, bar in Jesmond, uh, where me and Liam are on. Tickets for that, Bobix. Dot com and all proceeds for that event going to the food bank. That's the fella, yeah. And NUFC fans, foodbank.co.uk. Uh, match day bucket is still operational 365 days of the year. Please make a donation if you are uh, unable to get up to the food bank on a match day. That is a valuable tool uh, to help continue to raise money for the food bank. And by God, with the news we're getting from the government each day, uh, a lot of people are going to need it. We're also running the raffle for the food bank uh, as well uh, to win a custom-signed pair of trainers in your size, signed by Peter Beardsley. Tickets are a pound from nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk. Don't forget as well, Peter Beardsley Soccer School, Monday the 25th to Friday the 29th of October, Kingston Park, 10 o'clock in the morning, or, uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, £15 a day or £60 for the full week. Uh, if you fancy getting on that, uh, you'll get your child on that during half term. Please email pbsoccerschools at hotmail.com. All coaches are FA qualified and DBS checked. So well worth going along if you want your youngster uh, to, to learn from one of the greatest players we have ever seen in a black and white shirt. And I have unashamedly plugged this a couple of times. This is a children's book I did uh, a while back called The Ghost That Could Not Scare with BBC Radio Newcastle's Alfie Joey. I wrote the story. He did the wonderful illustrations. That is available on NewcastleLegends.com as well via the shop. We are going to donate £2 to the food bank off each book sold. It's £12 in total. So if you want to buy a kid's book for Halloween for the kids, uh, something a little bit different, a bit of a keepsake. It's a great story. And uh, Alfie Joey's artwork, well, it speaks for itself when you see the cover. It's a proper Geordie book. Uh, and if you want to buy a copy of that, then please do. And uh, anyone looking for a Christmas idea, I, I keep forgetting to plug this, and it's probably because it's my book, but Every Boy's Dream. Uh, Jamie Boyle wrote it um, uh, in association with me, and it's about my 37-year history supporting the black and whites. And uh, there's some interesting stories in there. Um, it's not for the faint-hearted in some places. I've got to be perfectly honest, but I think you will enjoy it. Um, so you're going to get that on Amazon. Uh, Joe says, unpopular opinion morning. We miss John Joe in the middle. Discuss, Liam. Possible. Um, when things aren't going well, you do look to players who could come in and make an impact. I see a lot of fans, a lot of fans making the bizarre argument for Dwight Gale just because they think there's a dis instant dislike of Joe Linton. They don't like some axman in the middle. I don't see what Dwight Gale adds at all. 
Well, that answers that question as well, then, because, you know, he's saying, well, you know, yeah, do you think Gale should be getting some game time? So clearly Gale not. Gale got game time last season at the Bayern last season, was utterly dreadful. Um, he played in pre-season, was absolutely dreadful. You were there, Steve, for most of the games. Dwight yeah. Gale was one of the worst players on the park. Good goal against Norwich. That was it, yeah. That was it. Came on for 45 minutes against Norwich and looked up for it. The rest of it was just going through the motions. Um, I don't see this... It's, it's possibly the same a little bit with Shelby, but I do think Shelby can, at times, add something to that team. Gale, I, I don't see it. I don't I don't see why we suddenly build these people up because they're not playing. Um, when Dwight Gale was asked to produce the goods when he cast United consistently, going back five years now, outside of the championship, couldn't do it. Could not do it. Played a full season virtually that first year we got promoted. I think scored five goals, six goals in the Premier League. Isn't good enough at Premier League level. We just need to accept that. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I would say you're right there as well. I mean, the Gale situation is bizarre, I think, for everybody. Um, but what can we do? It's Steve Bruce's decision. He clearly doesn't rate him, doesn't want to play him. And that's where we're at. Mark Cooper says, I'd rather lose £3 million than £150 million on us going down. Ashley, I think, is waiting to see what's going to happen with the cat case. But yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Um, if Look, if anybody wants to support us as well, I often say, how, how can they support, etc. People haven't got money to sponsor. If you want to support, we do all our shows free. Join as a member. That's the way to show your support. So thank you for, for asking. Sack Hewton uh, on a whim. What was the rationale then, says Stephen Matthewson. So, of course, just getting back to what we're saying about Steve Bruce. I mean, yeah. he did. But, uh, I mean, Derek yeah. Lambias wanted him out, I think. And, and they clearly felt they could bring somebody in better who could take the club forward. Yeah, I think that was, that was the thing at the time. But what I would say is, so that's one example. I've just given you three where they did the opposite. So that's a, that, that's more um, consistent behaviour is, is that they do tend to stick by their managers. Mm -hmm. OK, I've just joined the stream and just heard Liam's comments about shit cop there, Simon Jordan. Beautifully articulated. He's the very reason I don't listen to talk sport, plus all the other nonsensical peeps. Thanks, Twister Man. Uh, who would you bring in, Liam, if Bruce did go? Wilder or how? Either would do a job for me. I like Wilder's uh, tactical nous. Um, I thought it was quite incredible the way when he brought... Look, he went down with Sheffield United, so did Eddie Howe went down with Bournemouth. Um, both have got their merits, but Wilder, for me, edges it on to, in terms of the, the tactical stuff. Because when he brought that Sheffield United uh, side up, who were probably a bottom end championship club, he brought uh, tactical nuances, like the, the attacking centre-halves, all that kind of stuff. Um, that was just something totally different, something you'd never seen before. So I think there's something in Wilder. But if it was Eddie Howe as well, by the same token, I would take him. Look, at the end of the day, they're not going to be top, me at top of anybody's list, really, if you want to bring a, a progressive manager in. But um, you can easily make the argument that both would be better than what we've currently got. Yeah, I would say you're right. I don't think Ashley wants to sell the club now. He wants as much compensation as he can get from the cat case, then get the parachute payment for going down. God, I hope you're wrong. Uh, David Shepard says, instead of playing Henrik, if Willock's injured, shame he doesn't have the bottle to play Elliot Anderson. He may just be the spark that the side needs at the minute. It won't happen, but I wish it would. There's never an, there's never an interest in playing youngsters, is there, at the moment? Well, there isn't, but what I would say about this is Elliot Anderson doesn't play that role. Elliot Anderson is an out-and-out -out number 10. He's effectively a bit of a forward, so you couldn't play him in midfield, really. It would, it, he could play there, but it would be far from his own natural position, to be honest. Yeah, um, look at the Watford manager. Lasted seven games and they got rid of their manager. And Bruce is still here. I know that's a frustrating thing for a lot of people. Uh, Mark says, could Bruce be put on gardening leave? That way we don't need to pay compensation straight away. I, I, I honestly, I just don't see it happening. So I think it's it's all hypothetical. Of course he could. They could do anything. They could sack him in the next five minutes. But do I think it's going to happen? No. Uh, Liam, what do you think this team is missing so far this season that we had at the end of last season? It's the same players, same staff, but something doesn't feel right. It's sim is it simply Willock's goals? I think it's stagnation. I think it's attitude. I think I think Newcastle United have stood still and, and everybody else has progressed. I think it comes from the, the very top. Um, and I think I think it's a problem. I think I think they thought they would be able to get by. They clearly haven't. I think I think you're looking at players in the defensive. I said this from the very start of the summer. You're looking at defenders who lack pace and lack athleticism. And you might write your, your teams down on paper in the summer and say, oh, well, they're all right. They've got a good pack of defenders. But I've seen it now. It needed it needed major surgery, the back line, if anything. They also needed a backup striker, Callum Wilson, which we're living it now. And they also need a little bit of an injection in midfield. They've probably got by with the midfield, to be honest, because we've seen Sean Longstaff step up. 
and become the player that we thought he might well be. Um, of course, he's not perfect, but he has stepped up from his performances in the last two seasons. So, yeah, I think I think they've probably got got away with the midfield, but the defence, it's causing them problems week in, week out. The full-backs aren't really full-backs, aren't really good enough. Um, and the centre-halves are... We've seen it with Federico Fernandez. He's still the best defender in Newcastle at have, but he can be if he can isolate him as a centre forward. He's thirty three. He's thirty three. He can run past him in a heartbeat. It's the same with Kieran Clark. It's the same with Paul Dummett. It's the same with uh, Jamal Lascelles, and he's not thirty three, by the way. It's the same with Fabian Shaw. I mean, it's the whole backline is needs major surgery, um, and a lot of people overlooked that in the summer. But I think there's a lot of people coming around with that idea now that actually we're on paper it might look like we've got defenders, but they're all the same. You need something different. You need players to cover each other, and we don't have that. We've just got static slow central defenders um, who are getting cut open week in, week out off mediocre teams. And like you said, Steve, let's wait to see when Mo Salah's having a go at Federico Fernandez, Or let's see when uh, you know it's Kevin De Bruyne and Raheem Sterling and, and, and Jack Grealish uh, going at that back four because we'll be in big trouble. Yeah. Uh, what's Liam's take on last Wednesday's court cases, John? Uh, I thought I, I watched it from start to finish. I actually really, really enjoyed it. I said that last week that I would enjoy the process. Did the kind of detail come out that I thought? I thought we were, I actually thought I was saying not, I did say last week not a lot, and I still don't really think there was a whole lot. Um, what it did do was confirm a lot of the things that we've been talking about on here, that I've been writing about, that the people run down avenues and say, you're a conspiracy theorist, this, that, and the other. It's coming from somewhere because there is evidence to suggest that these things have happened. So I was quite pleased in that sense, but enjoyed it as a spectacle, really enjoyed it and, and just wait with everybody else to see um, see exactly what the result is. I couldn't say which way it went. I think there were more questions asked of, of Daniel Jowell. Um, the opposition QC, uh, I can't remember, Lewis was it, looked a lot more flustered at times, uh, frustrated. Um, argue the same point for about an hour and a half, which I think everybody out there looking at Twitter seemed to get get very frustrated about in that first few hours. But yeah, as, as a spectacle and um, as a fan and as a journalist, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, to be honest. Rachel says, Jaffa cake, biscuit or cake, she says. Is it a biscuit or a cake? Uh, you couldn't dip it, so it's probably a cake. That's it, biscuit-like, but um, I could dip it. Could you? Do you, uh -huh. do you think we just drop in? Yeah. I've never done it. I've never done it like so. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I've dipped it and I think it's fine. Oh, right? But I mean, a lot of people do think it's a cake. Yeah, I think it's a cake. Yeah. Rachel, what do you think it is? Um, Mark says, uh, is he only safe because other clubs are struggling too? If we were six or so points adrift, I think they might have taken the plunge. Mm, that's an interesting theory. Aye, but other teams are going to struggle because, like I say, we're in that little group of six, group of five or six, who who won't get easily get themselves out of it. Newcastle United did last season, pulled themselves out of that group at the back end of the season. Um, but they, there's a poor group of teams at the bottom of the division and Newcastle United just have to make sure that they've got three worse than them. Um, I think, yeah, I think if if, if by Christmas they're, they're looking in that, in that position, then I think Steve Bruce is on a really, really... Uh, Sticky wicket. I think he could he could get the boot, but I see the rumours going round, and I, I just I'm not, I'm just not having it. Unfortunately, I think I think the club the club consistently have, they've been quite consistent. And the most recent evidence is that they stick by their manager. They did it through two wins in 21. We're not at that stage yet. We're at the start of the season. And yeah. remember that Brighton game. It looked like we we're going down. There was only any nobody would have backed Newcastle to steal after that Brighton game, and they did. So they think they were justified in doing what they did. Rich Story uh, says, what did you both make of Masters sitting next to Daniel Levy in the director's box at Spurs on Sunday? I thought that's awful. It was an awful photograph. Um, and again, you just think you would have a little bit more sense than to do that. It was almost like saying, ah, look, here we are. It was like rubbing our noses in it. You could take it that way. I'll be honest, I took it the total other way. It was, it was Premier League chief executive sits next to Premier League football chief executive I didn't really read anything into it I didn't think it was of any concern either but I can see why people thought that yeah photos that's what I'm saying photos can 
can be misleading, I guess. Um, but yeah, it did, I just didn't think it looked good. Right. But again, you never know when the photo was taken. It, it obviously was at the game at the weekend. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lad Simon Jordan again saying Ranieri will take Watford down due to poor win percentage. Uh, last two clubs yet stands by Bruce with a win percentage in the 20s. Yeah, this is what we're saying about clickbait. Uh, Spurs, Palace and Chelsea are the next three. We might scrape a point somewhere. Hope Bruce has got a good Halloween costume, says Paul. Uh, Bruce wins this season. Zero. Holidays, two. That's if it, that's if it is him. Uh, Jonathan says, Liam, do you think the only realistic person who would want to manage NUFC under an Ashley regime would likely be a championship manager looking to step up or a washed-up has-been-out-of-work? I still think Newcastle United will be a job that plenty of people would take. I don't think it's going to be, like I've mentioned on this show before, it's a certain level of manager. We're not going to get ones who we would, in our, our eyes, ideally see we take them on to a different level. Um, but you never know, that can that can often work in your favour. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's other managers who weren't names, who've done good jobs in the Premier League. You just don't know. I, I don't say I don't I still think there'll be plenty of managers who want the, the job, even though it's it's probably the least appealing job it's been in a long time. I still think you get people want to manage the Cast United. Yeah. Uh, Mark says, Do you think this court consortium should be saying something to Ashley about the situation? They can't, Mark. They can't. Their job's done. They've just got to sit and wait. Uh, in, in major news here, Jaffa Cake equals uh, can't have one of those donut ones with no orange in them, says John. Uh, Rachel has got back to where she says, I think it's a cake as it goes uh, hard if left out. Biscuits go soft. Oh, that's a theory. That is a theory. Uh, John from Cutex says he dips Jaffa cakes all the time. I'm not. Do you know why? It's because the kids eat them, but I'm not a Jaffa cake fan. I, I'm not really bothered by them. So I, I, I would never, di- I, I would normally just, I'm a solid chocolate digestives man if I've got a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. James Jones says he loves us. Thank you, James. Um, much appreciated. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it there. Uh, Basildon Bond um, says, I'm a bit worried about the lack of atmosphere it's in James's. You know I love an atmosphere. Very, I see what you did there. Um, look, atmospheres. Um, we're, living in, we're living in an era of fabricated atmospheres. We're down at Wolves on, on Saturday. And they've got to play a song when they score a goal just to, to, to get the crowd going. Um, it's... It's awful. It's fabricated. There's not many. There's not many good atmospheres left unless you go down to the lower divisions, where Sunderland are. Um, but I, yeah, I agree. Atmospheres are crap, and, and we haven't got the songs because we haven't got the players. Um, the away atmosphere was terrible on Saturday. Um, there was more people arguing and fighting and disputing, and apathy hit the crowd, one hundred percent. But I also think, yeah, you know, the rain didn't help. People were just wet, soaked through. People weren't happy. Um, but I also think that there's just, you know, there's lack of lack of players to sing. And the, the away end now, when when we're there, it's spilling into home games. They were singing about Shola Ramiobi, Alan Shearer, Jonas, Jonas Gitteres. You name it, anybody but anybody who's on the pitch. I think we've only got ESM, Carl Darlow, um, Matt Ritchie. Uh, you're, you're struggling after that, but people who people sing about it's that's why the atmosphere is crap. Oh, Liam, you've gone into some kind of frozen zone. His phone must have rang, and I'm I'm chatting away there. He's he's, he's disappeared. Um, okay, whilst Liam is sorting his technical issues back at his end, I'll take him off screen. Um, you'll have to come back into the room. We've only got about uh, ten minutes left because I've got to shoot off. Uh, as I say, I've got a train to catch, etc. Um, I do want to uh, remind you that we have got uh, a special show tomorrow night uh, on Wednesday with uh, Toon, Toon Tipster, Joe Walker. Uh, he will be doing his dream team. So please make sure you uh, you, you get uh, onto that and give it a watch. He's picked some fantastic players, well worth a watch. Uh, last night, the five-minute run, of course, with the lads from Loaded, Pete Davey and Chris Hall, uh, is, is well worth a watch. And if you missed out on Holly, which used to be on a Monday night, but is now on a Sunday, her show is uploaded on the channel as well. The Holly and Steve show, well worth a watch. Uh, I do want to give a plug to this one as well. If you're looking for Christmas presents for somebody, get yourself on a voucher and on a group on. Uh, we have an afternoon with Mick Lowe's and Newcastle and England legend Peter Beardsley. Now, that is at the Time Theatre, the old, the oldest work in Victorian theatre in the UK. Uh, but if you go on to Woucher and you go on to Groupon, you can buy tickets for that now at a very reduced price. Well worth doing it. Good idea for Christmas. Uh, you can gift them to somebody as well. But get yourself on to Woucher or on to Groupon. 
and get your tickets for that today. And don't forget as well, we've got the Jeff Hendrick T-shirt on my Twitter timeline. Uh, all proceeds go into the food bank. Simply place a bid. Uh, find me at Twitter, at Steve Wraith, and uh, you will be able to place a bid for that T-shirt. Highest bid wins. I'll announce the winner to that on Friday. Uh, I'll go through a few of these questions and uh, quotes that we've got up here. Uh, Stephen says, uh, thoughts on the two goals conceded against Wolves. Stephen, I was disappointed. And I was disappointed in Carl Darlow with those goals. I did feel he could have done better. Once, fair enough, you know, you can make a mistake. You might not be positioned correctly. Second time to be beaten in the same manner. Very disappointing. Um, as for as for the build-up to the goals, we're just not good enough, mate. We're just not good enough. And that is the that is the bottom line. Uh, Steve Bruce, for all his faults, has definitely been hung out to drive by the, the, the owner and not given an opportunity to bring in anybody. Uh, we saw that, obviously, that dispute between him and, um, you know, the the, the echelons, at the, the higher echelons at the club when he thought he was going to have the chance to bring in Shoudy and he didn't. So, yeah, but conceding those two goals, um, that's the problem. And as soon as you concede one goal now, as a Newcastle fan, you're literally going, well, the best we can hope for is a draw here. Um, that's how bad it is because we don't have anybody to score goals. That's the biggest damning problem we have this season. We didn't bring in another striker. Lee says, wow, Liam Bull claim about getting a win against Spurs. Will that be Bruce's 1,000th game as a manager? Will his luck return? It will be his 1,000th game. And 999 he played. And uh, as, as I said on the Holly, uh, Holly show, um, he needs the emergency services at the minute. 999. Barry Mitchison says, isn't Ashley just playing Jones and Bruce off against each other and making the players dislike Bruce? By doing this, they will think Bruce will walk out himself. Um... I don't think Ashley actually cares, mate. I, I really don't. I, Ashley doesn't do day-to-day -day at the football club. He leaves that to Lee Charney and Justin Barnes. They are the, the main they are the main people at the football club. You have Mike Ashley, um, obviously owns it, but he, he has Lee Charney as the chief executive. But it's Justin Barnes who Lee Charney has to go to to get to Mike Ashley. I don't believe they sit down and have cosy cups of tea and chat about what they can do for the better of the football club. And I think that's half the problem. Rafa uh, Benitez fan says, Joe Linton, six goals in 76 Premier League games. What an utter failure. Can't believe he gets defended and praised for just breathing. He cost the club £40 million, man. And people are praising him when he breathes. Uh, yeah, look, uh, you try to find some positives, I'm afraid, when things are that bad. Um, and, and yeah, there isn't any positives, really, about Joe Linton. Um, he's simply doing the basics, and that's all he can do. Uh, as I said at the weekend, it was simply a case of get the ball to Big Joe and hope he can win the header. And you know, pick up the bits and pieces. That was our that was our tactics. Um, it's normally a back ten when we play these teams, says Jordy Jedi. Yeah, against Man United, uh, Liverpool, Man City. You are right. Um, next one from Life Goals. I had a dream that Newcastle ended up 14th, and the takeover was completed just before the season ended with Amanda on the scene. My dreams have a 60% hit rate, so that's a good sign. Wow. Well, that uh, that that is interesting. We'll come back to that Life Goals if that does happen. Uh, John says, 37 points from our last 38 games, i.e. a whole season. Nine wins, nine draws, 19 losses, relegation form, end to last season. Oh, shows how bad we've been. You're right as well. Um, life goes as well, says Life. Uh, Liam and Stephen, are you having a beard growing competition? If so, Steve is leading, but Liam is showing promising signs. Uh, Barry also says, do you think that the cat case can make their minds up on the, t uh, the takeover and pull out of the arbitration? Um, don't know. Okay, bring Liam back in. He's uh, internet being attacked by rain, I think. Can you hear us, Liam? Oh, he's not having a good time. He's frozen again. I think we're going to have to take Liam out. I don't think we're going to get Liam back. It's not looking positive. Life Goal says, uh, yeah, well, we've come to that one. Gerard says, uh, sorry, late to the show, so may have answered, what is Liam's take on all of a sudden national papers now writing negative stuff about the EPL following the cat? Now, that's a good question. Unfortunately, Liam can't answer it, but I do think there has been a change. Certainly has been a change in direction by the national media. And, um, you know, that can only be a positive. People are waking up. And it's better late than never, as far as, as I'm concerned, you know, to see the national press actually coming back and, you know, saying, well, there's something wrong at Newcastle. There is still pundits, of course. Danny Murphy on Match of the Day, um, you know, who says everything's going well. Um, I really don't understand people saying that. And he's not doing that to be controversial. And we've had this with Danny Murphy before on Match of the Day. 
where he said things which he hasn't quite put his brain in gear before he's opened his mouth. And, and you know, ultimately that's it. But yeah, Henry Winter did a fantastic article. Um, Newcastle, Newcastle man, of course. And, and you know, he, he really nailed it, I thought. Uh, Rafa Benitez fans says, does Mike Ashley need to add another coach to Bruce's coaching staff to save him again? Getting ridiculous how much help he needs. He's useless. Just get rid. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope not. Um, you know, it, 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 you know, that would be ludicrous. Just two and deaf PR from the Premier League having Master sitting next to Levy like a guest of honour. I agree. Phil says, back to the back to Gail Liam. If the club uh, like you think he is not worth a game, why is he given a place in the squad and an extended contract? You know what? I'll answer that again because Liam's not here. He's given an extended contract. It has to be something to do with um, trying to sell him. They clearly didn't sell him um, because, you know, maybe there's something in his contract to say he's got to, got to have an extension. He's got to, you know, he's got to be paid more. I mean, you just don't know. It, it's what's in his contract. The finer detail in his contract is the key, Phil, I think. Um, they, they time to a longer deal. They might get a little bit more money for him, um, but it's failed miserably. It really has. Uh, life goals again. Nigel Pearson will galvanise the side for a few months before the bloom comes off the rose. I'd have him back for a bit. Um, John says I can easily get a whole box of Jaffa cakes. They're like catnip to me. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right, mate. Do you think, uh, Steve, that if the cat case in January is in public, people uh, jump on the EPL in a similar way to protect the big six? Um, no, I don't. I don't think people will protect the big six. I think people understand exactly where we're at. Alan Thompson says, the single worst problem, Steve, is he's constantly playing players out of position. Gale not playing. Lewis not getting a game when we have Richie at left back. Exactly, Alan. And that's something we've all said. Uh, Mick Lewis has said it. I've said it. Uh, no understanding as to why um, Lewis is not getting a game and Richie has been forced to play at left back when it's clear that his legs can't take that position anymore. Uh, John says, uh, 40 million for Joe Linton, while Everton bought Damari Gray and Townsend for 1.8 million. Recruitment has to be better. And uh, looking forward to Fury versus Wilder fight at the weekend. Who do you fancy? Uh, Fury all day, Tom, 100%. Okay, sadly, uh, we're not going to get Liam back today. Uh, the uh, weather seems to have beaten his internet into submission. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow night, uh, at six o'clock, Joe uh, Toon Tips that will be given his dream team. Uh, and um, thanks very much for watching, guys and girls. And look forward to seeing you again live with Super Mac on Thursday night, taking your questions. Until then, goodbye from me. Talking to myself again